we are back with another episode of the number one rated business show right here on the Real 1100 AM. I'm your host, Kevin C. Pride. I finally remembered I was the host. I, I never introduced myself. I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, get a few announcements out of the way. Uh, to all my men out there who like to stay looking good, who like to stay on top of their game and want to stay fly, like your boy, I ain't going to say nothing, let you know. <laughs> I want you to go see my personal barber over at Studio 1211. So if you're in the Douglasville area, he is located right there on Fevron Road at 6405 Fevron Road. You can also call and schedule an appointment at 770-485-6772. Ask for Melvin and he might give you a free lineup. Ain't that right? G-Money. We got G-Money back in the house today. <laughs> also, join me tomorrow for a great networking event. It's the Black Business Networking event. Many of y'all know the networking king himself, Corey Moore. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I will be speaking uh, very briefly some stuff about the Atlanta Business Journal, letting everybody know all the great things that we got going on with the Atlanta Business Journal. Uh, you can register for this event at urbanatlanta.org. Once again, urbanatlanta.org. Also, to all my good friends and listeners and haters and everybody else, we are nominated for a Rice Award again this year. That's right. You are nominated for a Rice Award. I'm going to put it like that so I can get y'all to go vote. (laughs) So this is going out to all my listeners, all my fans, all my haters, my family, everybody. I want you to go to the riceawards.org and click vote and then i want you to vote for kevin pride in outstanding in media and we got to win this one this year y'all because uh y'all y'all let us lose last year i gotta be honest with y'all and and i know y'all was disappointed about it i that's all i can say but i'm giving you a chance to redeem yourself we are nominated once again uh also is your business online do you have a wordpress website Well, in today's world, if you are not online and your business is not going to survive, I want you guys to go to Fast Fix WP and make sure that site stays running smooth and stays up every time you need it to be. Trust me, there is nothing worse than having your site go down when you have a big meeting or you got a customer about to make a purchase. So visit FastFixWP.com and rest assured that your site is up and online every time. So a couple weeks ago, or was it? Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago now. Uh, we had conversations and cocktails uh, with Cavassier. It was a big time national event, uh, 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 a great event, to be honest with you. But I also got a chance to meet a national influencer, goes by the name of Chris Roy, and he is here with us today. How you doing today, Mr. Roy? What's going on, Kevin? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing I, amazing. I know you're doing amazing out there. You got them sunny skies out there in California. Yes, sir. <laughs> Actually, amazing. The weather is great today, man. Wow. So, so tell me, uh, we we were just talking about conversations and cocktails that we had with Cabasier, and you know, one of the big questions that came up from that is. What does it actually mean to be an influencer? Like, what 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 is that lifestyle like? What is, what does that mean? So for me, uh, being an influencer is about adding value to any space that you step into. Okay. So for so for me, I'm very influential in the hospitality space, and I'm a I'm a great connector. So 
you know, that my gift is putting two people in the room and, and, and them creating some business and, and being able to do that at a high level and, and scale that. Now, how do you package that? Like, how do you package that and price that? Is this is this something that because I, I I see some of these these kids that say they're influencers and this type of stuff and they're like, well it's thirty dollars for this post it's sixty dollars for two posts <laughs> you know this type of thing uh, but you do it on a much higher level so how do you to how do you actually make that some type of actual product? Um, so for me either either I add percentage points to you know, a space that I'm adding value to. So, you know, we're being influential on a product or service or, you know, bringing business to a nightclub or restaurant, then I'll, I'll take a percentage of the revenue that I bring in from my influence. Okay. Um, if it's, you know, on a higher level where we're establishing a brand partnership, i.e. Uh, Cavassier or another brand like that, then you, you would look at, you know, a higher level on a monetary value or create some type of salary or, or some type of brand partnership where, you know, you get a, you get a salary, then you get a piece of, you know, the cases that are sold in a certain marketplace. So I think that, you know, when you're influential in a space and you provide something that's very unique um, to the space, which is why people reach out to you for you to be influential, um, you can set your price. And, and, and that's a great place to be. Now, uh, uh, another big thing, because it, it's amazing, I just had this conversation with uh, a potential client yesterday, and once again, if you're just not joining us, we're speaking with national influencer Chris Roy uh, on the phone with us all the way from sunny California. I'm, I'm jealous of you because it's getting cold here in Georgia. <laughs> hey, man, come on out to L.A. anytime. We're waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take you up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, how do you how do you get started in this industry? Is this one of those type of things you 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 see something, uh, and I want to be an influencer, or is it something that you just kind of fall into? Like, how do you intentionally become an influencer? Um, for me, I think the the core thing is the focus always has to be about the work. Okay. And so um, for me, I'm a very very good event producer, and so I invested a lot of time into you know, producing events on, you know, all levels of life. And I've been producing events over 15 years since, since college. I went to Hampton University. And so um, we did all, a lot of major parties on campus. We did the Black College Spring Break. We took that to South Beach, Miami. Um, I've worked with, you know, a ton of nightlife groups between the Washington, D.C. area, South Beach, Miami, and now Los Angeles. And just from bringing value to each one of those spaces and also being able to, um, bring value to the corporate environment with some of my background working at Revolt TV um, in the digital marketing department and producing content there for years and running my own agency. Every place that I've gone and I've, I've added value, it allowed me to be an expert in my space to the point where people reach out to me for their expertise, which in turn makes me an influencer. Wow. And so it, it's... Now, I, I, I like that, the the fact that uh, it, it, it's one of those type of things that people just noticed what you were doing and they found out that, hey, this guy can probably do something for our brand. Is that is that kind of like what you're telling me? Indeed. Now, you also said that you uh, used to own an agency or you still do? I do. Okay. I do currently. So what type so. of agency do you run? Do you train up-and-coming influencers? Because you, you are a little bit more than just what most people consider to be an influencer these, these days. I, you, you're not that guy to be out there just, hey, I'm going to post something, I'm going to wear your shirt on my Instagram feed. you like a connector. you like the real influencer, the one that you know us grown folks talk about, somebody that can really influence purchasing decisions and influence conversations. Yeah, I think that um, in terms of my agency, man, we really focus on – producing consumer-facing events. Um, I'm really big in the experiential space as it relates to translating corporate corporate okay. to culture. You know, and so, you know, lays to speak to the left. 
community. Uh, do wants to speak to the black community. Cavassier wants to speak to the black community. I will be the conduit for them communicating to the black black community in the event and experience space. Wow. Now, that's that's one of those uh, uh, amazing type things because, you know, a lot of times people, uh, we, we, we say these things to folks, especially young folks. We tell them, well, you know, business about relationships, but we don't really break that all the way down as a concept and say, look, these are the people that you want to get yourself connected to because these are the type of people that's going to have these type of opportunities. And you want to make sure that they know about you when they when these opportunities come up uh, in this experiential marketing space. How is that changing now that we're in this whole COVID state? I think that the experiences are changing. So, for example, uh, I produced several weekly events in L.A. We just got a, you know, our COVID level just rolled back a week. So now we have a curfew that's going to be put in place this Friday where after 10 o'clock you can't be in any venues. So we're always having to be very creative in terms of having to communicate with our consumer base, having to take the experience from something that we may do at a, a bar, a nightclub, a restaurant, or an activation that we're doing in public, and now make these things digital. So now, you know, from a, let's, let's say from an alcoholic beverage standpoint, I'm taking the experience of you going out to a restaurant and ordering drinks, so, you know, going to a bar or me hosting bottle service at a nightclub to how can we create cocktails at home? How wow. can I bring this experience home to my family? And so it's, it's all about keeping the conversation going and staying organic to what's really going on in the real world. And I think that, Great marketers find a way to, to get ahead on those things and, and really stay in tune with people, even though the environment changes. Oh, yeah. Now, do you think 2021, we're going to see any changes? Because I was I was starting to see some hope, and then now I'm starting to see these numbers start to skyrocket. I look at, you know, the, the, the pretty much the cycle that has ran last time. I think, you know, it hit us bad in March, went up high April, and then you start to see it start to taper down like May, June. Do you think... Uh, at 2021, I'm hoping that we're past this. But if what, what do you see for 2021? So for 2021, um, first and foremost, we all got to keep the faith and you know stay stay positive and make sure that we're staying up on our health and and fitness and eating proper and, and doing those kind of things. But outside of that, man, I believe that you know a lot is going to depend on these impending vaccines and medical updates. So right now, we're kind of at the mercy of you know, the vaccines, the updates in terms of the, you know, the health departments and, you know, how to, how cities react to that. So, you know, I, I feel like this thing is probably going to drag out into the summer and we'll, we'll probably see um, people continuing to have to work remotely and continuing to have to do events and, and, and do activations to connect with people in, in very creative ways. And I think digital is going to be a key factor in, you know, staying engaged during these times. Now, a, a lot of folks saying the, the work from home, a lot of companies are, are, are starting to say, hey, we found out we don't need all these offices no more. So this is here to stay. So do you think, uh, you know, a lot of the, the events and a lot of things that, that, that we've seen on Zoom, because, you know, doing a lot of these like summits and this type of stuff, a lot of times it can get very, very expensive on you. But in this COVID, I think we've allowed a lot of things to kind of happen event wise, like so many folks doing stuff via Zoom. Do you think we'll continue that, or do you think we just go back to our normal, I want to go, I want to go be with these people? I think, it, I think it's a two-part thing. There's something very powerful in, in, in physical connection and, and being in the same room with somebody because you can really feel that energy. Oh, yeah. um, in terms of you know, the, like what's, what's changed and what's developed over the, the, the course of COVID and, and, and virtual meetings, I think it's similar to when the, the Internet blew up and Apple Music blew up and YouTube and, and, and um, SoundCloud blew up. And, and, and it didn't matter so much. You know, if you were a dope artist, you didn't necessarily have to play the politics game to get that exposure. And I think that with Zoom now, 
anybody can bring their audience to the digital space where your reach is unlimited. So I think that it's going to open up, you know, people to a lot of different learnings, a lot of different things, because now you can give a conference away or you can get a brand sponsor to sponsor your stream or whatever the case may be. You don't have a huge overhead to get under in terms of renting a hotel out or a conference room or a building. So I think it's going to allow more information to change, which is going to increase uh, commerce in the the digital space and in spaces of businesses that can function in this new environment. I I, I definitely will say I think – uh, a lot of this Zoom and a lot of the digital uh, events and this type of stuff is is here to stay at this point. A lot of people figured out, hey, we can do it. It's a lot cheaper, and we can still bring folks together. So I definitely think we're going to move forward on that. Uh, next question is Instagram and Facebook this day, day and age seem to be losing a little steam. Do you are, are you seeing that, or is it still just as powerful and just effective for you? And uh, I, I'll tell you why I say it, but... Uh, go ahead first. From my perspective, I believe that the platforms evolve with the, with the, with the primary consumer base. So I think that for me, uh, I, the majority of the money I make via social media is done through Instagram and me showing the process of what I do and, and, and people seeing that, that, you know, cool, I can post about this, that, and the third, but to actually see what I do brings value to my space. Now, I think that, you know, the, the, the Generation Z and, and, and all of the people that follow after millennials, I feel like TikTok and, 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 and other platforms are, you know, taking off in those spaces. Those platforms are taking off when it comes to the music. Uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook, they try to keep up with the Instagram reels and certain things, but there's always going to be something new that comes out. But you, you still can't negate the, the large consumer base, you know, largest in the world that's on Facebook platforms. You know, oh, yeah. so because of that, you know, it's always going to have some power, even though, you know, things are shifting with the generations beyond the, the millennial generation. Now, the, the only reason why I say it is I'm starting to see a big shift in advertising or a change in advertising. I don't know if this is Facebook just trying to raise their prices and uh, Instagram trying to raise their prices on the advertising side. But, you know, a thousand dollars used to get you almost a million impressions easy. And now it, it seems like that's starting to be a, a little bit more of a struggle, like spending a thousand dollars now. You, you almost have that. Uh, and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a, a thing that traffic is actually starting to go down or is the fact of we're starting to see our value and we want more money for, for what you what we're giving people. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough metrics there to go back and forth with because I feel like Instagram as a whole and Facebook as a whole, whatever you want to see in terms of where you want to invest your dollars, I feel like they're gonna pimp you for that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and that's just you know, it's a cold game when you don't own those platforms. And so for me, I've always encouraged people to, you know, if you, if you have a, a, a great following in the consumer base and things of that nature, you know, you always want to re- drive your traffic to your own platforms that you own, you know, so you can monetize those as well. So, you know, that's always my thought process there. Well, tell me this, cause uh, we got probably about three or four more minutes. Mm-hmm. What is the best way for someone this day and age to start to build their Instagram following for the purpose of their business? Now, not just personal, but, uh, what do you tell your clients is the best way for them to build that Instagram following up? I think the best way for you to build your Instagram following up is to create quality content and, and, and create a conversation around the content that you develop. Okay. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, making food, if you have a business and a restaurant, then all your posts should be amazing, you know, pictures and video of food and your chefs in the kitchen and their process of developing secret you know, recipes and menus and you just showing the, the love and the conversations for food will kind of galvanize energy around your brand. 
you know, and, and, and I think that that's, that's important no matter what you do is you, you have to tell a story and, and you have to peel some layers back into your process. And once people, you know, invest into your story and invest into your process, your brand will grow as well. And, that, and that's in real life and it's also online. Wow. The one and only Chris Roy, ladies and gentlemen. What you got up for uh, 2021, man? What, what, what do you got planned? What you got coming? Man, so 2021 is going to be major. Um, getting ready to uh, put my hat into the real estate arena. So, so we do a lot of you know, high-end vacation rentals out here in Los Angeles. And so we're going to continue to blow that business up wow. and, and just you know, really go crazy with the, the custom life experiences. So as things uh, close down, more custom experiences are opening up. And so I'm going to be you know, ahead of the game and try to, try to get on top of that business. Now, I, I, I love the fact that you are, are going so heavy on experience. Because it's it's everything is starting to be about that experience, it's, and, and it's, it's starting to be more like a personalized experience. Even when we sending out emails, when you come to the website, you know, social media, everything, we're trying to make it more personalized for people. Uh, do you see more of that in the actual live event space uh, coming up in the next year? I really do. I think that it's, it's not about how many random people um, I can put in a room or, or get together. Now everyone's intentional about what they're doing. It's very personal. You know right. what I mean? Especially when your health is at risk and your health might be on the line, you, you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're hand-picking and really choosing the folks that you get together. And so I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of dollars and energy invested into making things even more custom and tailor-made for people. Wow. If somebody wants to get in contact with Chris Roy, they want to follow you, or, or what, what's that contact info? Yeah, the best way to get in contact with me is to follow me on Instagram at Chris underscore Roy. Shoot me a DM and hit the link in my bio when I have you know, information for you to set up a consultation, check my website, I check some of the projects I got going on out, and um, I look forward to connecting with anybody who wants to reach out. All right, once again, the one and only nationwide, Chris Roy. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. We'll definitely stay connected. All right, thank you so much, sir. All right, man. We'll be back right after this quick commercial break. This pandemic has many people suffering. Are you stressed? Are you not sleeping well? Are you suffering from neck pain, back pain, or headaches? Chiropractic can help. Chiropractic is a natural healing art that can resolve many of your ailments. Dr. Williams and Dr. Fowler of Align for Life are board-certified doctors of chiropractic with over 15 years of combined experience. They are located in South Atlanta and are available for your health care needs. If you want to be fine, take care of your spine. Visit them at yourfinespine.com. Is your business online? Well, in today's world, if you're not online, then your business is not going to survive. Do you have a WordPress website? Well, if you do, I want to make sure that you go visit my good friends at FastFixWP and make sure that WordPress website stays running smooth. Trust me, there is nothing worse than having a big presentation or have a customer on your site and then your site goes down. So I want you to go visit FastFixWP.com and make sure your site stays running smooth and stays online every time you need it. Once again, right here on the number one rated business show, right here on the one and only Real 1100 AM, the world famous. I'm making the world famous. Y'all saw that? He was all the way in California, bro. We, we, I'm stressing you out. <laughs> G-Money don't say nothing. He's like, whatever, dude. Just do your show. <laughs> so joining me right now, she is Atlanta's own Miss Nicole Thomas Esquire. Did I get it right? Esquire. 
Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me today. What what's the Esquire part? <laughs> like explain the Esquire real quick, just just so we can get it out the way. Esquire is just a fancy way of saying attorney, lawyer. It's all <laughs> the same. <laughs> yes, that is me. I am Nicole Thomas, a native of Atlanta, Georgia, and I practice law here in the state of Georgia. While um, I am a native of Atlanta, I am licensed to practice throughout the entire state. All right. Now, you you specifically uh, practice and focus on injury, right? Yes, that is correct. My areas of practice are personal injury, and specifically that means I handle auto accident cases, slip and falls, and some food poisoning cases. But today we're going to talk specifically about auto accident cases. So so, so tell me this, because you're you an attorney, you my attorney. I'm, I'm riding down the street, and, and out of nowhere, boom, somebody just comes slamming to my car. Do I call you first or do I call the police first? You want to call 911. <laughs> that is your first um, call. You want to make sure you call the police. Okay. I can't tell you how many people um, get into these accidents and say, well, we exchanged information and left the scene. Of course, the story changes when, you know, that person speaks to their insurance and doesn't want to pay any money. So calling 911 is going to set you up properly for handling your claim. Now, do I need to be careful? about what I say to the police uh, when when they come? Should, do I need to just kind of give them the information that they ask me for? Should I just start, you know, telling them everything? Like, how should I handle that situation with the actual police? When you're speaking with the officers, you just want to tell the truth about how the accident occurred and give the information that they asked for. That okay. is the only thing you need to do. And, and make sure if you are injured, Please make sure you, you know, seek medical treatment immediately, whether that's going to the hospital by ambulance or having a friend take you to the hospital. Please go to the hospital immediately after the accident. You know, that that's crazy because back, I would say probably, what was that, 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. But I used to have a, a, a beautiful little G37 coupe. My wife couldn't stand it because we couldn't fit the kids in there, but <laughs> I was flat. <laughs> but the point of the matter is I was riding out Austell, and this dude, uh, we had to stop abruptly. So I slammed on my brakes, and the guy behind me obviously didn't see it and just, boom, plowed into the back of me. And it hurt. I ain't going to lie. I got out, and I was like, oh, my goodness, that, that hurt. Right. But I was busy at the time. And the police offered me an ambulance and all this type of stuff. I wouldn't take it. I didn't go seek any type of medical attention. And I think you probably gonna know what the what the next part of this story looks like. Um, so when they come on the scene and they offer that ambulance, is that necessary that we go in the ambulance if we think we're hurt, or just okay, I'll go to the doctor? Does that really matter for your case? Honestly, it depends on the severity of your injuries. Of course, um, you know when there is a very serious crash, if it's necessary to go by ambulance, my advice would be please take the ambulance ride. Don't refuse to go. Um, if you think you know, you you know your be. So it depends on how you feel. If you say okay, I'm going to wait a day or two because sometimes it does take 48 to 72 hours before you really start feeling those pains. And when we talk about injury as a personal injury attorney. Any type of muscle aches, neck pain, back pain, those are injuries that you can be compensated for from an accident. Although you may not have a broken bone, you know, some people think, oh, my gosh, I have to break my arm to recover. That's not, you know, how it works. Um, any type of muscle aches that you have, you want to make sure you see a doctor to get checked out immediately after your accident. 
Now, a, a, a lot of folks had this, this attitude because we are we already live in a very litigious society. But a lot of folks had this attitude. I don't want to sue nobody. I don't want to do this type of stuff. And I used to kind of be like that. But what I found out was, so after I got in this accident, they towed out my car. Uh, my car was fully paid for, thank Jesus. But I didn't get the full amount of the car. So I think, what well, I think it was probably about six thousand dollars I actually lost on that part. And then I didn't go to the doctor. I, I didn't go see the chiropractor or nothing. And what ended up happening was Progressive denied almost everything that I tried to do. The only thing that they would do was pay the car off. They wouldn't pay for me to go see a doctor afterwards. I told them, hey, my back is starting to really hurt now. I'm starting to have some issues. And my insurance company wouldn't do nothing about it. And I'm glad you bring that up because the insurance company is not your friend. Um, and so what we mean by Progressive that, don't like me. <laughs> All that money well, I pay to Progressive, they don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not specifically saying, you know, one insurance company over the other. I mean, you know, all of them, they are not your friend. And that's why we suggest you call us for a free consultation about your case after you've called 911, gone to that hospital and gotten checked out. Call an attorney before you speak to the insurance company because I promise you our job is to make sure we get the maximum value for your claim they will try to rob you and I can give you plenty of examples um, you know I, I have a client who I represented recently where she was involved in an auto accident where she wasn't at fault um, the insurance company offered her $1,500 the day after her claim to settle, the day after the accident to settle her bodily injury claim. And when we talk about representation, attorneys are typically representing you for your bodily injuries and not your property damage. Um, but in that particular case, they offered her $1,500. She said no. When I stepped in on the case and started representing her, I received her hospital bill. You, her hospital bill was $19,000. Did so, you negotiate that for me? <laughs> <laughs> so imagine, you know, if she would have accepted that $1,500, she would not have been able to recover any additional money for her claim. And as her attorney, I was able to get um, the maximum that that person had, which was uh, $25,000 based on, you know, the hospital bill was one bill, but she had additional bills um, that amounted to much more. And we were able to recover, you know, 25000 for her where if she would have accepted that $1,500, she really would have been in a very bad position. Now, uh, 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 does me having health care insurance come into play? Because when I go to the emergency room, I'm covered with my health care insurance. So they're going to cover a majority of that. So when you talk about getting that money back for expenses, is that to pay that hospital bill? Does that go in my pocket or is that my portion of whatever I had to pay to my insurance? And that's a good question. It varies based on um, case by case. And so for someone who does have health insurance, that's something that we, the attorney, um, will make sure that we cover when we're representing you. Okay. Yes. All right. (laughs) Sound like you know what you're talking about so far. So far, so good. (laughs) Um, So if I could give five quick tips to our listeners today. Okay. Um, The five quick tips, if you've listened to nothing else that I've said, the insurance company will try to rob you, no matter who it is. (laughs) Speak to an attorney first because their job is to keep money in their pocket. Uh, Make sure you call 911 immediately after the accident from the scene. Take photos of your cars. Do not, in, in photos, both cars, your car and the car who hit you. Do not 
post on social media. Insurance companies will research you. And if you are posting on social media, they are looking for ways, again, to take money out of your pocket. And so for me, it's my job to make sure you get the most. So if you're posting on social media, it may hurt your case. So if you're in a wreck today and then you talking about your back hurt tomorrow, don't be in the club posting photos Thursday night talking about (laughs) dancing and getting down and all that type of stuff, talking about your back hurt. Right, exactly, because I can't justify that or we can't justify that if we do, you know, have to go in front of a jury for your case one day if we file suit and the jury is going to see those photos or that, you know, that party three days after your accident where you, you were out, but your back hurt, so. Now, does that really come into play nowadays? Is is social media now uh, uh, something that somebody can actually use against you when you're posting stuff in social media? Yes, it can be used for or against you. Um, And by that, I mean, you know, there are some things um, such as your friends who may um, who you may know who are your your Facebook friends and social media friends who, you know, may post, hey, my friend was in an accident and I'm, I'm helping them now with their household duties. You know, so it can be used to your advantage, but, you know, it can be a disadvantage as well. Wow. That's that's a shame that we live in this type of society. Folks ought to just do right. Right. I guess they did. You won't have a job, though. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, make sure you get the at-fault person's insurance information at the scene. While it will be in the police report, sometimes it takes a week or two weeks to get the police report, and that's going to delay you getting, you know, your rental car as well as us um, being able to reach out to that at-fault party's insurance company on your behalf and start the process of representing you. Okay. Now, uh, one thing you said, make sure that you get your insurance uh, information directly from uh, the scene. Now, question, do most of these cases end up going to court uh, and I got to go testify and I got to get on stand and this type of stuff? Or is this a lot of times just a negotiation between you and the insurance company? It really depends on the type of case um, that you have. I will say that some cases do end up going to litigation. However, some cases are we are able to settle without going to court. Now, when you say some of these cases go to litigation, all right. I'm sorry. That litigation <laughs> means <laughs> uh, some cases we do have to file a lawsuit on your behalf against the person who caused your injuries and their insurance company will come in and represent. And that's where we're going to court and testifying. Um, what we try to do is prepare a package for you to the insurance company that shows, you know, what your injuries were and try to get your case resolved without going to court. However, sometimes it does require that extra step, but that's depending on a case-by-case basis in the circumstances. Um, One thing you want to make sure is that you are consistent with your treatment. If you are hurting, you need to make sure you go to treatment. I can't stress that enough because if you're not going to treatment, you are dwindling the value of your case. You're you're taking money out of your own pocket. And, and that right there, I, I, I cannot stress enough how important that part is. Actually go get that medical opinion and get seen about yourself because I promise you the insurance company do not want to hear your back hurt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have to make sure everything is documented. If it's not documented and you just say my back hurts, they, they will not compensate you for that. Now, um, do you represent me if I go out and hit somebody, or is it just if I'm the injured party? So we only represent um, 
cases where you are not at fault for the accident. If you are at fault for the accident, then unfortunately we would not represent you. However, we do do give uh, free consultations. (laughs) We do provide free consultations. And so we would be able to talk you through. And sometimes there are situations where an officer may have labeled you at fault where you may not truly not have been at fault. So that is why we ask that you give us a call because we do offer free consultations to talk to you before you ever, you know, spend any money um, hiring an attorney. And, and we don't charge anything up front. We recover um, our fees for representing you out of your um, settlement funds or if we file suit out of your lawsuit. Now, uh, another question. How bad do I have to be hurt? Like, uh, of course, ain't nobody going to pick up the phone. I broke a fingernail when they bumped my car. <laughs> but, like... You know, you're going to have some pain once that once that uh, adrenaline and stuff wears off, regardless of being an accident from what, I, what I've experienced. But how bad does somebody need to be hurt uh, in order to call a lawyer? And that's a good question. There's no measure as to how bad your injuries need to be if you are in an accident and you are injured, um, whether that's, you know, neck pain, back pain. There are all types of different Um, injuries that you can receive from an auto accident. And even if you have had previous accidents or, you know, you have a pre-existing condition, um, you still can seek representation for your claim. Um, So there's no measure on, you know, the amount of pain you have to be in before you need to call an attorney. Um, If you're involved in an accident where you're not at fault and it's, you know, and you are in pain, it's okay to call and talk to us for a free consultation. Wow. You get my lost wages back too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great question. We also um, do recover um, lost wages if you have them. That's a, a part of your claim that we'll look at on your behalf. And so, as the attorney, what our job is is to make sure that we try to make you as whole as possible um, from this auto accident by recovering as as much as we can for you. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Miss Nicole Thomas Esquire. You're welcome. Is it something else? Can we, is it another way to put it? Did we just say lawyer Nicole Thomas? <laughs> Attorney Nicole Thomas <laughs> or Nicole. How do you I like it by... the best? You like Esquire though. <laughs> no, I actually go by my first name and we treat you like our own family. You call me Nicole, it's fine. Calling me Nicole, is fine. Now, if someone has been injured in an accident or if they are looking for uh, that free consultation, how can somebody get in contact with you? Yes, you can find me on my website at www.n thomaslaw.com All right. Fully endorsed by Kevin C. Pride, Nicole Thomas Law Firm. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us about auto accidents today. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. We'll be right back after this. This pandemic has many people suffering. Are you stressed? Are you not sleeping well? Are you suffering from neck pain, back pain, or headaches? Chiropractic can help. Chiropractic is a natural healing art that can resolve many of your ailments. Dr. Williams and Dr. Fowler of Align for Life are board-certified doctors of chiropractic with over 15 years of combined experience. They are located in South Atlanta and are available for your health care needs. Auto accident, wellness care, slip and fall. We take care of it all. Visit them at yourfinespine.com. 
Is your business online? Well, in today's world, if you're not online, then your business is not going to survive. Do you have a WordPress website? Well, if you do, I want to make sure that you go visit my good friends at Fast Fix WP and make sure that WordPress website stays running smooth. Trust me, there is nothing worse than having a big presentation or have a customer on your site and then your site goes down. So I want you to go visit FastFixWP.com and make sure your site stays running smooth and stays online every time you need it. Kids follow your lead. Help them stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. And cover coughs and sneezes. Clean and disinfect the objects you touch often, like your phone, the remote, and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're the one who's sick, stay home. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring, and we care about your family. For more info, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, Real. And we are back right here on the number one rated show. Right here on the real 1100 AM. I'm going to just take the business out. We're just going to be the number one rated show from here on out. <laughs> Greg say, man, do your show. So joining me in studio is the famous, the world famous, Miss Vanessa Abram. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Kevin, how are you? I've been doing great. Wonderful. So what you up to these days? You're an author. You're a TV personality. You're you a... Uh, columnist. I mean, you you got so much stuff going on. So what are we doing today? Well, Kevin, we want to talk about stomping the stigma. All right. We stomping the stigma. We stomping the stigma. <laughs> the stigma that's connected to mental health, okay. wellness, suicide prevention, all of those things. Okay. So today, yeah, well, let's let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it. And, and as a matter of fact, you didn't even mention your... You, Kevin, I mentioned that a lot of times, and you were supposed to come on this show back... Uh, was it last year or yes. earlier this year? Yeah, it was, I think it was last yep. year or this year because Kevin is a part of one of my <laughs> series, and he too is an award-winning author. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I do a horrible job of promoting myself. I tell folks that all the time. I barely tell folks I got a radio show. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I work so hard for my clients. Now, you have a grant now, right? You're funded We're with... We're funded with... Um, Community Foundation of Greater Atlanta. Okay. Where and that's only one of our funders. So we have we're, we're actually getting a plethora of funders. Okay. Um, due to COVID nineteen, of wow. course, and the pandemic, um, mental health, suicide, suicide, drug it's addiction, off the chain. all of it. It's yeah. off the chain. And um, you know, with me being a survivor, and of course, you know, with the passing of my older brother, which was a decorated U.S. Army veteran, and it's been four years. Um, you know, I allow that pain that I still deal with day to day. Um, to propel me to my purpose and get out wow. here and help somebody else. Um, you know, I still struggle day to day, but then at the same time, I'm learning, you know, as, as uh, my organization is Self-Discovery Pain Positioning and Purpose Incorporated, a 501c3 that's based here in Atlanta, and we're on a mission to eradicate suicide. So wow. self-discovery is knowing who you are, 
who you're not, but yet who you are becoming. And then Kev, my pain positions me for purpose. It's not easy. It's easy saying it, but it's surely not an easy task. You, you know, it's amazing with this whole COVID thing. And and we're seeing the numbers skyrocket. I mean, left and right, you're seeing more and more suicide, more and more depression, more and more alcohol mm-hmm. and this type of stuff. I had no idea, but it, it almost feels like you isolated. It, it, it feel like, you know, you're all alone by yourself and that type of thing. And it's one of those type of things that kind of drives you to a depressed state. Like, you start to feel like, don't nobody care about me. And, you know, all these other little crazy things start mm-hmm. going through your mind. Because mm-hmm. I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. And I need to be around folks. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I hadn't yeah. seen my staff members in, in almost, what, since March. Wow. Um, I, I mean, you see folks on Zoom and that type of stuff. But it's, right. it's just not that same interaction. Right. It's not. It's not. And I agree. And it's funny you say that because my daughter, my 33-year-old daughter, she has that same issue. She's a people person. I'm not. I'm more of an introvert. Okay. So I'm learning how to be more of so that So you can stay in Kobe for five more oh, years and I be sure good. Oh, I sure can. And I'll be all right. <laughs> but, you know, with her situation, she was like, I can't. I can't. You know, I, I'm isolated, working from home. And, you know, I need to get out and see people. And she kind of had a little break there. Wow. So, I mean, it's real. It's real. It is so real, Kevin, until, um, you know, we got so many things that's going on in the world today. Um, my oldest brother, I asked him and my sister, I said, have you guys ever seen anything like this in your lives? No. Yeah. So it's like the racial disparity and, and, you know, the mental health. And then also they're cutting funding for mental health yes. at such a time as this. Well, I think you're going to see that reinstated with uh, with the Biden administration coming in. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that he, he seems like he's a big proponent for mental health. Mm-hmm. He need to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> if we not, got I'll be advocating. Gotta, I'll be knocking we got, on the door. We got some issues we got to work out. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what are y'all doing in this time, this, this day and age? Because you, you can't really get with people. We can't touch no more. We got to stay six feet apart. Right. And, you know, a lot of that, that being together is just sharing that space and, and, and you know, being kind of uh, having those intimate moments and sharing that energy with, with each other. So what are you guys doing to, to make people feel like they're supported and, and, and uh, feel like they got folks around them? You know, um, it, and that's so important for us to do. What we do, um, some of the things that we do, we, we utilize the virtual platforms. Of course, we have Zoom and we have so many other um, different platforms that you can use virtually so that we are not, you know, maybe customer-facing customer, customer facing or physical face-to-face. Um, and then calls, making sure, you know, um, I, I got a call this morning that I'm still um, I'm still shook up about it. Um, a call... Um, son, 10-year-old son, is having some issues. And, you know, that was a crisis call. And, you know, these are the things that we are getting, you know, these calls and and, and messages. And it's just so important for me to be able um, to first be there for them. Okay. And then number two, give them some um, some some direction, um, some inflection, and then the resources that they need to go to the next step, whether it's to go to Viewpoint, whether it's to go to the hospital, whether it's to go see a therapist, or reach out to my connections and say, hey, this is what I have going on, and this is what I need. Who can I call? Wow. So, And that's what I had to do today, yeah. Now, is it is it a lot of the isolation that, you, that you're hearing about, or is it a lot of, like, I'm out of work, you know, I, I'm not getting my unemployment checks, and, and you know, my family is, is, is starting to financially hurt. 
Uh, is that a lot of the reason that we're seeing this, or is it more so the isolation thing, or is it all just of all the of above. it? <laughs> all of the above, and I hate to say that, but it is what it is. You know, Kevin, on the way here, I came early um, on purpose, and I, I serve. And one of the biggest things, Kevin, that I've learned in these four years is service to me is like oxygen to my blood. Wow. I promise you, I've never loved a job in my life, but <laughs> this one? I love it. And it, it's it's hard, you know. Um, it, it's, it's heavy, I should say. The cross is heavy because I'm dealing with spirits. I'm dealing with people that's that's ill mentally. So I'm dealing with many different facets. But I'm graced for this mission by God. So that's I just thank thing. him for for that. But I, I'm sorry, I kind of got off your, your, nah. your, your question. But, I mean, I just have to give him all the glory because, oh, yeah. Kevin, I wouldn't be here if it, wasn't, if it was not for my faith. I would not be here because it's just too much going on. And yeah. then having the pain of losing the brother from suicide, and my last attempt was 10 years ago. Wow. And the pain was so immense when he passed, I was going to attempt. And then the Lord said to me, just as we we're talking, if you do it, your son will repeat it. Wow. And I said, oh, well, I need to go on to the hospital. I need to do what I need <laughs> to do. do yes. Now, yes. Why, why do you think so many people have a, a problem with trying to get help? Why do so many people struggle with that? Is it? And, and I know my personal reasons when I first started. I don't, I don't want nobody in my business or mm-hmm. thinking I'm crazy or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Because, you know, you got some crazy mm-hmm. stuff to go through your head mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not me because I'm not yeah, like Yeah, that, yeah, but. Right, 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 right. But, no, why, why do you think? Uh, that we having such a hard time to get people to get some help. You know, it's number one, it's the stigma. Pretty much everything that you said, when we grew up, what goes on in this house. Stay in this house. Period, yeah. point blank, or you're going <laughs> to get a whooping. We can't do that anymore. You okay. know, so we are so stuck in the traditional mindset until, you know, we don't want nobody to know that I'm hearing voices or I'm crazy. We all got mental illness, Kevin. Okay. And listen up, we all have it. It's just to the degree of which spectrum. You can have it very minor or it can be so great until you are impacted heavily by it. So there is no health without wow. mental health. And um, it, it's point blank. People are afraid because of being judged. Yep. Yep. Now, one one big thing uh, that is is coming to my attention, uh, and and my daughter mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. told me this: uh, Gen Z is depressed. Like they're just uh, and and I told her I said I think y'all ain't got nothing better to do with y'all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. I think it is. But no, she's saying overly. Uh, a lot of these young folks are are depressed now. A lot of them are talking about it. Uh, you starting to see some music about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people mm-hmm. like uh, Billie Eilish, for instance. Yeah. Uh, a lot of her music is is that depressed type of music. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that we're seeing this? Is this that um, is this uh, like diabetes? Are we giving this to our children, or are they starting to feel some symptoms or pressure of society? I mean, what do you think it is? You know, it can be a, a combination of things. One, it can be in the genes. Number one, okay, you know, it can, Might be, it hereditary. Can be in the, exactly. Number one, number two, we are not educated as parents. We gotta become educated, and that's one of the things that I am teaching in every class that I am holding. Parents, first, we gotta edu- we we have to get you educated so that you can see and know that. We all have mental health. No, it's not diabetes. No, it's not cancer, but it's equivalent to it. Okay. The mind is its a terrible thing to waste. And, Kevin, I witnessed four years ago becoming homicidal. Wow. Understand that. Yes. Wow. After, after the passing of my brother. I mean, it's just like that. 
And then I'm grateful that I came back into maybe about 45 minutes later. But that is just how powerful the brain is. And the parents, we have to get the education to the parents because some of the parents may think that, oh, they just want attention. No, ma'am. No, sir. If your child is telling you you're hearing voices, we need to get them to see somebody. You know, I got a call uh, last month, um, someone from uh, Jackson A young lady here in Atlanta, her eight-year-old, they found her hanging. The mother had, uh, the daughter had told her she didn't want to sleep in the room. She was hearing voices, and they found her hung. Wow. Now, tell me this. Why is it, um, (laughs) I completely lost my train Mm -hmm, of thought, mm -hmm. but um, depression and a lot of these these mental health, oh, I know where I was going with this. So, uh, a lot of this, this mental health stuff, it is a lot like diabetes, all right? It is a, a actual... It's an illness. Health, health it's illness. It's an illness. It's not that I'm crazy or something like this. You might just have something going on uh, inside you, but it's not necessarily it's a that, chemical imbalance. the way we used to talk about it. Yeah, you know, you put Uncle Osteo somewhere and yep. lock him in a room. Yep, and everybody got one of them uncles and aunts. <laughs> you better believe it, because I did. I got many of them. But well, back then, I didn't know. Okay. You know, we just thought now, he was just off the chain. Now, now one thing you said, you, you went homicidal for about 45 minutes. But I think those are emotions that everybody experienced. So when do we decide it's a problem? When it's just overwhelming, I need to act on this? Or the fact that I have these thoughts at all? Because trust me, you, you say something the wrong way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might not be as friendly. Mm-hmm. So is it, how do we know when we actually have an issue? But you know what, Kevin? Let me go back to this. Okay. When you are doing something outside of your norm, that was outside of my norm. That is not me. Okay. So the coping skills, and and, and again, it was nothing but my faith. And um, the thing of it is, is we have to, first of all, learn new habits, and we also have to learn coping skills. Okay. And if we operate in the in the old ways, it's not going to turn out so right. But, you know, say, for instance, I, I speak about myself in, that, in, 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 in a crisis situation, maybe, um, when someone is really, really crossing the borders or crossing my, uh, the boundaries. Okay, I need some coping skills. I need coping skills in order to be able to respond and not react. The way you know that you need some help is when you see all red. (laughs) You see all red and when you know that it's not your norm. Wow. Now, what are some of these these coping mechanisms that that you teach uh, the people that work with you? What what are some simple things that people can do? Hey, I noticed I've been angry for the past couple days. Like, I got to be honest with you, just watching the news, I had to start to to check myself, like going through the election, uh, watching the news coupled with all the stuff going on social media. I was like getting angry. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm mad. Yeah. Like, I'm peed off about something. Mm -hmm. You know, what are some things that you can do when you, when you, start to feel that way or what are some things that I, I guess some folks just don't even realize it though they don't they don't and you know you said something so powerful I cannot watch the news like that yeah. and then even with my social media I'll go on do what I need to do my assistant does all my social media posts and stuff like that do what I need to do uh, log out 
I can't, I can't because that takes too much of my energy and that turns me into something else and oh, yeah. then it's taking me away. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. So, you know, in situations like this, we have to really, really be careful and mindful of the fact that when these type of things happen, meditation works, okay. prayer works. Um, one of the things that we are um, teaching is resiliency, the community resilience model, where you are taught how to ground yourself, just okay. like a- around the wall. What colors do we see on the walls? We see red and black. Focus on that for a minute. And then those thoughts will, the, the, the negative thoughts will, will go away just like a cloud. And you continue to do that until it becomes a habit and, and, and in operating in that type of form, whether it's taking a walk, Kevin, whether it's drinking some water, focusing on the water going down your throat and the nourishment. I mean, it's, it's, what it's doing is diverting your focus okay. to, to positive. Okay. Wow. Now, why is it that... that- Cause some of the stuff that you're saying, it just seemed like common sense. Like even when I was raised up, you better go back there and count ten or something, little boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. why is it some folks have such a hard time taking themselves out of a lot of this stuff? Because of shame. They're okay. ashamed. They're ashamed. Again, like we just said, you know, crazy. That word crazy. Yes, I used it too. I didn't know any better. Okay. Um, but because of the fear of being judged, and people have to realize we have one life to live and one life to live only. And who am I trying to live it for? I'm not trying to live it for you and anybody else. I got to make it do what it do for me and Amen. the assignment that God has put me in. But, Kevin, it took me a long time to get to where I am, brother, to say this. You see what I'm saying? I have to go through it to get to where I am. And that's why I am so unapologetic. I am so bold in Christ and in the work that I do because I've earned the space to to be where I am today. And nothing is easy about it. Nothing. Now, quick question for parents out there. Uh, A lot of our kids now are starting to get on social media. And I, I, I held it back as long as I possibly could. If I could have kept my daughter off of it another 10 years, mm-hmm, I would have. Because mm-hmm. I, I just know that world. Uh, but now, and, and the main reason why I wanted to keep her off, because I didn't want her worrying about if somebody liked her or not. Mm-hmm. And then the other, the other side, of course, the bullying never stops. But the main thing is a lot of people uh, calculate their worth based off their likes. That's true. So is this something as, as parents, when we see our kids running up talking about they so sad, I put this out and ain't nobody like it and all this type of stuff, is that something as parents we really need to pay attention to and, and, and say, hold on, let's, this is a teachable moment? Or is it something, nah, I don't worry about it, it should be all right. Oh, no, 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 no. you got to worry about it. As a matter okay. of fact, that's one of the calls that I got this morning, and it was involving social media. First of all, we got to teach our kids. we got to teach them their value. No like, no heart. That but does you know, not. But, no, nah, let me tell you something. I ain't, I ain't trying to jump on you, but a lot of parents, wasn't, they don't understand how powerful social media is. Oh, that's just a website. You know what I'm saying? They okay, don't well, understand. Be ye what educated. Was going on. <laughs> be ye educated because it's costing us our kids' lives. And I say that with all, um, with all sincerity and humility. Get educated. That's the, the the most thing that you can do because, yeah, it's just social media, but social media is in your house. Social media, you don't know what they're doing in your bedroom. I was talking to TAPS. TAPS is a um, is an organization for um, military families that mm-hmm. I'm partnering with, and they introduced me to a young lady that took her life, and I, her, her name was Amanda, and I can't think of her last name, but she took her life because of social media. Wow. Young, 15. Wow. So it's real, Kevin. We have to, first, we as a parent, we got to educate ourselves. But you know, a lot of grown folks act the same way when they don't get no likes. They, they be all do. depressed, don't nobody like me and this type they of stuff. They do. 
And I just pray that 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 the Lord will send kids or send people to the children. I really do. Because you're right. Some some parents are, you know, wayward as well. But then at the same time, I pray that somebody in the school system, somebody, because I know I had many people uh, outside of my parents that reared me that I always say thank you to now. So I pray that people will come around because it takes more than a village today. Wow. Well, you're looking good. Well, thank you. You're looking so much. like a million dollars. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're looking like pockets everything. like that. <laughs> you're looking like everything. It's been going good for you. If somebody wants to get in contact with you, if they want to donate to the organization, or if they need some help, how can they get in contact with you? They can contact me on our website at www.sdp3.org, and you can also give us a call at 678-902-6562. Please register for our trainings. It is on the website, again, www.sdp3.org. SDP3.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to have to have you back, and, and we're going to have a bigger show about social media. I got so engrossed in the conversation, I forgot I, I, I had to be running the show at the same time. <laughs> but uh, to everybody out there, thank y'all so much for listening and uh, tuning in to Real 1100, to the number one rated business show right here. Uh, vote for me for the Rice Awards. Please go to thericeawards.com. And I want you to click that vote button, look for Outstanding in Media, and vote for Kevin C. Pryor in the number one rated business show. This is for all you guys. I'm putting it in your hands. Uh, thank you all so much. Stay tuned at uh, I am KC Pryor. Follow me on social media everywhere. I'm going to just talk to you make me get off of <laughs> Anyway, we out. We'll holler talk next week. <laughs>